Welcome to the life of a 12-year-old director and writer, it depends. I'm your host, Blue Roden, and on this podcast, you're going to hear all about how I started my career at 12, meet some people who have helped me along the way, and we're going to have a lot of fun. So cozy up in your director's chair, and let's get started. Well, hello, everyone, to the third episode of the life of a 12-year-old director and writer, it depends. I am in my cozy butterfly chair, which is actually what I use for rehearsals, so it feels like I'm recording in my very own director's chair. So yes, guys, send in a voice message about your director's chair. There should be a link in the description of this episode. Anyway, let's get into what we're talking about. It was about at this time that we were going uh, deeper into the rehearsal process much deeper, and we were only a week away from Tech Week, and everyone knew what this meant. Flood us with questions about costumes, and by us, I mean me, Bo, and Evie. These questions were supposed to go directly to Evie, but somehow uh, most of the actors thought, oh, I guess I'm just going to send them to all three of them, or just Blue, and um, I don't know. I was like, guys, I'm not the designer slash producer here. Evie is, and eventually... Their questions got uh, directed to Evie, and she answered all of them and did a fantastic job. But um, the first rehearsal that we said, bring your costume to rehearsal, went pretty wild, I gotta say. Everyone got so excited. They all joined, like, 25 minutes early. And um, even some of the kids that said that they might be busy on that day showed up, and... um, Everyone looked amazing. I remember Fable had this really nice um, dress to mimic Eliza's in Burn, which was amazing. It looked exactly like it. And then, uh, like Nala said in our previous episode with the interview, uh, she wore a satin blue dress and a red hoodie, which apparently was her brother's, which I did not know up until this moment. Um, Auden had a very pretty black dress. And with some very impressive makeup. I don't know if she did that herself or if her mom did it or something. But it was pretty cool. Violet for um, Galinda had a very pretty pink dress. It was like in like a fur coat. And she had a little crown headband that was very glittery and pretty. And for Matilda, she um, she sort of had like a white dress and a blue cardigan. Um, I think I'm remembering correctly. And a nice little bow uh, where she tied up her hair. Um, Bo wore a, a fancy white golf shirt. And um, Evie wore a very pretty yellow sundress. I'm sorry if I'm going really into detail, which well, I don't really think I am. Henry was wearing uh, a shirt that said School of Rock and like a tennis headband. And uh, he had a mug, and it said on Broadway. And then, um, and then he had a piece of paper that he would put over it in the show that said "not." And so it would say "not on Broadway." In case you guys didn't catch on about that, but you probably did. Uh-huh. And um, I wore a um, I wore a la, la, la. I wore a um, like a summery dress thing that is way too small for me. Way too small for me because I tried to wear it one day. And it was like, whoop. And I also wore a little in the show, a black cardigan over that. So, yes. Did I miss anyone? Let me think. Uh, huh. Hold on. (laughs) 
Okay, I did not forget anyone, but yeah, everyone was looking really awesome. Um, but they then got kind of, uh, kind of like, is my costume okay, Evie? Look at my costume, look at my costume. And everyone was so excited, and it, it actually, as chaotic as it sounds, it actually went pretty well. And it just made me smile to know that all the actors were so excited to be finally you know, getting crawling into the skin of their characters, and now that they were all dressed up like their characters would be, it I guess like it sort of gave them that sense of oh I'm playing I'm playing this oh this is fun this is nice and um yeah it did make me very happy to see that um let's see if I have an audio clip from that costume rehearsal. All right, so I sadly did not find an audio clip, but when we get back from this quick break, we're gonna interview costume master and producer herself so stick around all right so this is evie our producer and art director hello so evie um can you tell us about the costumes that you uh planned out for saving broadway oh wow saving broadway ah that was so long ago um so most of the movies and the musicals I'd actually seen, I think it was the exception of like half of Hamilton mm-hmm. and um, Wicked. Yes. And so I, when I do costumes, I actually do a bunch of research. I love to really feel the character mm. and just know what style it has, what everything it has. So for instance, you could take Mia from um la la land yeah she towards the beginning of the movie she's really struggling she's gonna wear real comfort clothes but then towards the end she becomes this really big actor so she'd be wearing more of higher quality and nicer clothes you know Mm -hmm. yeah i remember you wore like a a yellow dress for mia yes um, can you tell us a bit about um, the research that you, uh, if you can remember any of it, um, some of the research that you did for Saving Broadway? Well, what I would do is I would just scroll through a bunch of, like, maybe I would, like, put a specific um, specific scene in. Like, uh, uh... Oh, like in Google search, sorry. Yeah. In Google search, and then look at the things, uh, look at the photos, and really feel the character yeah that's awesome um like the costume guide you did for uh wax idols which just came out yeah um i think that was really easy to actually do because these characters were actually alive and some of them most of them Mm -hmm. were um alive and i could really see what they wore and what they um like you wouldn't see Malala. Actually, you know what? Malala could wear anything. She's really young. She wears everything. Mm-hmm. Bad example. I don't know. You couldn't see Thomas Edison wearing jeans and a. Oh yeah, that'd be strange. And a surfer t-shirt. <laughs> that'd be that'd be very weird. <laughs> so I think that the costumes really make an impact on how you see the show. Totally. Um, and uh, about the whole uh, hair and makeup thing, did you do a lot of research on that for Saving Broadway? 
No, I prefer going actually into the clothes. And mm-hmm. I also, like, for costumes, I don't like being bossed around with costumes. So I always try to make it as free as possible. I give suggestions, but I always say you don't have to do it. You can do whatever you want to, like, to see that you... No, no, no. Sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. Um, so you can just really feel the character. And what do you think is the best for the character? Oh, I love that. Yeah, because every costume guide that you've sent out in the past lockdown production shows, I'm sorry, I have blueberries in my mouth. How rude of me. Um, they've always been so detailed, and you always, like, give some really specific instructions. Like, um... How you said, like, like don't go out and buy things over this amount of money or, like, a dress, but not, uh, but not, like, a skirt. Like, I love how, like, yeah. you're, like, you, you make it clear, but not too bossy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And you also work very well with the cast. Yeah. My sister says it's because you have a soothing accent. <laughs> well, uh... I actually do get that a lot, Whitley. <laughs> do you take it as a compliment or a weird Uh, thing? Yeah, most of the time. <laughs> Unless someone's like, your accent. You have an accent. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah you... some, some people I've met have definitely, sorry, messages friend of a, um, it can definitely be jealous sometimes, just like, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you you always like you work so well, and you're very uh you're very like quick to like catch on about things. You're always like okay, okay, and I can do this and this and and yeah, it's it's um and like you you adapt really well to change. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's like you're that 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 that's what everyone looks for in a producer and an artistic director. That's it's what mm-hmm. we need. So yes, and mm-hmm. um. Do you have a specific uh, cost uh, costume that you remember from Saving Broadway? Uh, yeah, I actually remember uh, Nala's costume for Red Riding Hood. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just like that she didn't go over the top buying something really expensive. She just wore a red hoodie mm-hmm. and some black leggings. Yeah. Yeah, and and she had uh, I I actually was um talking to Nala uh recently in the past month and she was telling me about the chair that she sat in and like how she was like it, it, it um and like I said oh it really went with your outfit and I felt kind of stupid for saying that I was like the chair went with your outfit that's why I'm not in charge of costumes <laughs> make sure you match your chair that's important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That matters. Match the chair that you're sitting in. (laughs) Yeah, I just think it's been a really crazy ride Mm -hmm. doing this Mm -hmm. lockdown production. I wonder what would have happened if we had, like, stopped with this one-time thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's sort of like uh, going on a roller coaster and going like, that was awesome, but I'm only going to do it once. 
and then you and then you'll feel, then you'll feel bad because you never did it again. And I'm really grateful that we decided to continue with this yes. with this company because it's been awesome. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm Thank you so much, Evie. Well, you're welcome. All right. Thank you so much. And uh, after this, we we need to talk about the uh, about some other stuff for our show. And you guys who are listening, if anyone's listening, probably just myself, you're not allowed to hear it. So, <laughs> bye. All right. That was Evie, our artistic director and producer and very close friend of mine. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You really do have a soothing accent, and I'm sure it was a lot of fun for people to hear that. Evie is not only a very talented producer and art director, but is a very, very nice person. So any of you who would ever meet Evie, you'll be glad to meet her. Anyway, uh, it was really fun going into detail about all the costumes from Saving Broadway. And I was very impressed with uh, how she talked about researching all of the costumes from the costume guides. I um, And then once we get into uh, season three of this podcast, in which I'll be talking about... Um, I'll be discussing the sh our third show, Wax Idols. She made a very detailed costume guide that I will say is one of her best because she's done many, but the Wax Idols one is definitely my favorite, and they're all fantastic. So when we get to season three, I hope you're all excited to hear from that. Anyway, um, back to what we were working on at that moment. Um, Bo and I had decided to uh, have a meeting about how Tech Week was going to go. For some of you who don't know what Tech Week is, Tech Week is a week of consecutive rehearsals. So uh, the week leading up to the show. And we had decided to have the show on a Sunday evening at 5.30. And we were very excited. So um, it was about a week before Tech Week and we decided that it's, it's better to go in with the game plan than to just not know what we're doing at all and improvise, which is a mistake that we, that we had already made a couple times. So Bo and I um, had a Zoom meeting. We sat down and we discussed the game plan. We would have uh, each day for a different thing. We would have uh, like a full dress rehearsal on one day. We would learn all the songs on it. Uh, we would go through all the songs on another. And then, uh, you know, and then we, we, everyone was just mostly excited for the backgrounds, the props, the hair, the makeup, costumes, that kind of stuff. So everyone was constantly texting Evie, like, ooh, uh, can you prove my costume? Does this costume work? Is, do you like my costume? Like, can this be for Tech Week? And, um, yeah, so it was kind of a storm. Everyone was asking a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of questions. They were all like, ooh, can I wear this? Can I do this? Ooh, when, uh, when is Tech Week? And I'm just like, it's, it's next week. I already said that. But luckily, you know, at least they were excited. And that just made me happy to know that everyone was, like, super excited because we were nearing the end of the process. And so, um, of course, in their eyes, Tech Week was just costumes. Because I know for a lot of theater people, the first thing you uh, think of when someone says Tech Week is, ooh, costumes. We get to rehearse in costumes. There's lights, microphones, and stuff like that. Sadly, um, because we were on Zoom, uh, the lighting we had to instruct everyone on before the show started. So we have to be like, have the light dim like this, and then for you, a little lighter. Um, and, of course, we can't really do the whole mic situation because, you know, coronavirus and we're just on Zoom. So, of course, um, we had to leave out a lot of stuff that would be available during a, uh, a, a live in person. Of course, we were doing it live, but just, you know, in person, like in a real theater. We had to cross off a lot of stuff that wouldn't be possible, like lighting, of course. 
sound effects would be doable, but we decided to save that for maybe a different show because we didn't think we were ready for that yet because we needed to get quicker at, you know, get, we need to, you know, get, get some good pace going on. So, um, we decided to, um, have costumes, props, hair, all that kind of stuff, but that meant that we would need to meet with in which with every single individual actor in saving Broadway to discuss this kind of stuff. And so when, when, when we came up with the list of, of stuff that we agreed to do, it was kind of overwhelming. So we narrowed it down and soon within a couple of hours, we had our agenda for tech week. It was so exciting. So of course, uh, like the actors, we were ecstatic to do this every single day of the week, but the thing was, up to this point, we had already kind of done the things every single day a week, but you know what? This was more exciting since it was Tech Week. Whew. I'm, I'm getting so excited just thinking about it. Anyway, when we get back from this quick break, we are going to discuss more of this Tech Week business before we get into it. And we're going to meet some amazing actors who helped us along the way. So anyway, here's the quick break. That's your cue, break. Eliza in Saving Broadway. Hi. All right, so Fable, um, how was your experience in the rehearsals of Saving Broadway? Oh my gosh, it was amazing. And um, that particular show was in the summer. Mm-hmm. So um, I like had something to do and it was like a really fun and I love to make all these new friends with now people I know. And yeah. Yes. Um uh I remember uh your videos uh I loved them. I loved how you filmed them. Uh did you have fun filming your videos when you uh filmed them? Yes. I honestly it was so fun. Even though I had like a lot of different takes because like I was like, Oh, this oh that like um I want it like there is some things like oh with my audio so I was just like keep um I kept um refilming it but it was like so much fun because it was like yeah it, it was just a really fun I'm happy to hear that um so uh I uh, I remember you uh came in when our original Liza dropped out and you completely saved our butts <laughs> thank you yes um what was your favorite part about playing Eliza? Oh my gosh. Okay. So my favorite part about playing her was probably just like, she was one of my dream roles and like none of the theater companies I was in um, were going to do Hamilton like ever because of like, yeah. And so when I was, oh, when I heard that I could do it I was like yes 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 please please because it was just I really wanted to be her so it was like oh my gosh this is like a miracle and yeah that's awesome yeah I was really happy when I text uh, I texted you to ask if you would play our Eliza and you seemed so eager to do it I was like yes 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 I was really scared that I would have to text a bunch of people and you were the first person that uh, because we uh it was during one of the rehearsals that um that the original Eliza texted me and said oh I need uh, like I I'm really stressed out right now and I feel like I need to drop and every and I said like oh who who should 
who should uh, be our next Eliza, and everyone immediately said, Fable, Fable! And I was like, hey. oh my gosh! Yes, so I was like, yes, this, come on, I was crossing fingers, I was like, everyone was like, please let her say yes, please let her say yes. Oh, that's so sweet of everyone, and you. Thank you. Yeah, it and you were you were amazing in the rehearsal process. It was really awesome to have you there and that you always showed up. Thank you so much. It was awesome to be there. Yeah. Um and you uh you continued to do uh lockdown production shows with us? Yes. Um this is my second one of of Wax Idols. Yeah. Um and yeah. Yes. Um do you have any uh like uh memories that stand out to you from Saving Broadway? Um let me I think yeah, totally. So during the um the Saving Broadway show, I had a lot of like people I know come and it was like so fun because like after they were all texting me like, Wow, wait, uh, this was all by just three kids who like completely made this on their own with like no help that's crazy and they were all like beyond and even my mom was like wow that is actually really cool um and it just felt so good because I was like oh I get to be a part of this like thing that like probably has never happened before I mean like and uh, virtually too yeah, it's been it's been really awesome, and we're so glad that you're along for the ride with us. Yeah, I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, I mean, like you are, you are always, uh, you always have such like a positive energy at every rehearsal, and like you always just, you know, you're very kind to everyone, no matter who they are, and uh, you never like brag about anything. You're, like you're very humble and down to earth, and that's that's who, that's the kind of uh, that's the kind of people that Lockdown Productions needs in their cast. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this interview. No problem. It was super fun. All right. Thank you so much. No problem. It was my pleasure. Awesome. And I can't wait to see you for rehearsal tomorrow. Yes, I cannot wait. I promise I will be there. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. All right, that was Fable, who I can't believe, like, it makes me so happy to know that we gave her the opportunity to play her dream role in Saving Broadway, even if it wasn't Hamilton particularly. But you know what? You know, dreams come in all shapes and sizes, and, you know, Saving Broadway was definitely a a small little thing, but even it was my dream to, you know, like, just having created this and even when even while I was playing a role that was in pretty much every scene because every character was in every scene but um just just like being able to watch what I wrote and directed play out in front of me was a dream come true and so and I'm so glad to have that whole cast of actors who who helped it come true because without them I really don't know where I'd be and I'm so glad that they seem eager to participate in a show directed entirely by kids it's it's really awesome Anyway, um, we had announced at rehearsals the next day to everyone about what the game plan for Tech Week was, and they all seemed extremely eager and excited to get ready, because Tech Week, it's exciting, and um, when I was uh, in grade school and I was participating in theater, um, I 
there would be tech week and then I would um wear these black undergarments like a black tank top and black shorts so you could uh, easily put your costume on and uh easily get the microphone taped on to your cheek which is would hurt which let me just say this mic tape mic tape is horrible it's it's always falling off like when you're dancing or when you're on stage and then once it's time to take it off it becomes so tight they have to like rip it off i don't even know i mean like i I don't know. But anyway, Tech Week was always so exciting because, like, the entire school day, you'd just be waiting to run off and, like, put a, put on your jazz shoes and, and uh, wear your undergarments and put on costumes and just act like it's the real show. It, it's, it's always super exciting because, you know, the whole set is there and there's props. I love Tech Week. And I wanted everyone to have the same excitement that they would from an adult-directed production. And everyone seemed to be just as excited, even though we were doing it through Zoom. I would be disappointed to do Tech Week through Zoom. And trust me, I've done Tech Week through Zoom um, from, from shows. So, um, you know. <laughs> but still. Um, everyone was like, Tech Week, Tech Week. And everyone started sharing stories from their past Tech Weeks. Let's see if I can uh, find an audio clip from that rehearsal. All right, I think I found it. Let's roll this clip. Morning, everybody. It's live from Los Angeles and Chatham. Here we go. Blue's here tonight. We're gonna teach Autumn's here. Okay, so that was not it. But um, everyone was sharing stories about. Mostly, they were about mic tape and costumes. But it was still fun to hear, even though I had um been there for some of those stories because I had done theater with most of the actors in Saving Broadway, and it was it was kind of nice to relive those moments. But a part of me was like, I've come really far, actually. I'd actually gotten into directing a long time ago when I was in about kindergarten. This became a tradition when at Thanksgiving, I got a bunch of my friends and cousins to come upstairs to me and my sister's room. And um, and I directed a Thanksgiving play and that became a tradition. So every year, uh, me, my friends and my cousins would we I would direct a Thanksgiving play of how like the Mayflower, uh, Native Americans, Thanksgiving dinner, the first one, yada, yada, yada. And that became a tradition. And the last one that uh, happened before the pandemic got really violent. And everyone was like, wow, nice. Wow. It, it, these plays have come a long way. But and then, um, yeah, so that I, I guess I should have taken that as an indication to say maybe directing is what you were meant for, Blue. But I guess I never really uh, picked up on it. And even in third grade, I um, I got it, but I still didn't pick up on the signs. Um, I started a club uh, with the help of our technology teacher in third grade um, with a bunch of my friends. And it grew like with every day where we directed a play slash uh, movie of The Taming of the Shrew, which is the Shakespeare play about Catherine, the horrible the shrew as they called her she was a spoiled princess and she was like no my way or the highway sort of thing and just you know guys if you listen to the latest episode of me and my sister's podcast i say my way or the highway a lot i guess that's my phrase now but anyway um she uh she has a sister who's trying to uh because she wants to get married but by law the oldest sister must get married before the youngest sister so the younger sister, Bianca, goes out to a lot of her suitors, because she's a lot, and is like, would anyone, does anyone here know anyone who could kind of deal with Catherine? 
and then one of them says, I will, and then he kind of, and then for the first night that they're married, he's really rude to her, so he's in to sort of, like, give her a taste of her own medicine, and soon, uh, well, the guy's name is Petruchio, Petruchio shapes Catherine into a much better person, and then they all live happily ever after the end, and everyone, it was a big cast, and everyone really liked the idea, and then, uh, it kind of fell apart after in the incident, where we tried to stage a production of Hamilton, and everyone got really mad at me for some reason. I don't know why. Um, and then, um, which felt bad, and no one would listen to me, and one time I started crying because no one would listen to me. So, yeah, that's, maybe that's why I didn't pick up the signs of being a director. So, yeah, I'm so, I don't cry when people don't listen to me now. So, don't worry, I don't, I don't start crying. Because um, that was, I was nine. But still, um... To think like I've come a long way while I was hearing these Tech Week stories from the actors, it just really kind of teared me up because I was like, I I can't believe it. I'm I'm directing this. I'm directing what I usually do. I usually participate in these plays, and here I am, actually directing a musical. As we moved closer and closer to the first rehearsal of Tech Week, more and more videos came flooding in, making my life a thousand times easier. We got Fable's song, Burn. We also got Henry's You're in the Band. And lastly, I finished editing one of our milestone songs from Saving Broadway, Evie and Bo's duet in City of Stars. It was all coming together. Everyone was getting their solos in, and the songs started to look like real Broadway numbers, and everyone sounded fantastic. Whew. Don't believe me? Here's a little clip from our finale. Why Broadway, Broadway tells an amazing story. Lydia inspired kids all over the globe to be adventurous. People couldn't undo it if they tried, and people tried. Why Broadway tells an amazing story. Dewey Finn led a group of kids to musical greatness. I hate to admit it, but no character could ever have been as vibrant as him. Why Broadway tells amazing stories? Every great musical story gets told. Every great musical gets to grow old. And when you're gone, who remembers your name? Who keeps your fame? Who tells your story? Who tells the story? Try to make sense of your pages of writing. Directors really do write like they're running out of time. So anyway, when everyone's costumes were finally approved by Evie, and the songs were finally starting to almost be done, everything we figured out was finally coming together. This show was almost ready to be live. 
but almost. We needed to go through Tech Week first. And that I'm going to cover in our next episode of The Life of a 12-Year-Old Director and Writer. It depends. See you guys next time. Bye. The Life of a 12-Year-Old Director and Writer, It Depends, is a podcast hosted by me, Lou Rodin. The company that I run with Bo Lubin and Evie Flint is called Lockdown Productions. We currently do not have a public internet presence, but you can email me to get a closer look, or if you want to enroll. Anyway, see you guys for the next episode.